I don't know if this is just hilarious because of the edibles or, or what. We're, we're, we're probably, thriving, we're thriving. It's probably both. I'm I fell into the wall on the way over here to the office. <laughs> Amazing. So. We're the good bad up. friends, and these are good bad movies. Right. So we're doing we're doing Starship Troopers for our first good bad movie. Uh, I, do we want to start with Do we want to start with Starship Troopers as a whole, or do you guys want to first dive into? Because I really like the discussion of what is a good bad movie. Okay, I I think let's start with what is a good bad movie because I think that's going to be fluid and an ongoing thing. To start off, I just want to say the initial conversation of good bad movies, Greg created that. So that I think true. it's only fair that Greg starts off the what is a good bad movie conversation. What are the hallmarks of a good good movie, a good bad movie, a bad good movie, and a bad I, bad? Movie? I would say one of the biggest things to it, like for, for for starting with good bad, the most complex, I'd say rewatchability has to be a part of it. Yeah, like, absolutely. It ha- like. I would say it can't be a comedy. I don't want to put too many restrictions on it, but like comedies never take themselves too seriously. So you can have like a bad comedy or a good comedy and that's subjective. For me, the good bad movie is, is that it has to have some redeemable aspects. Like Greg said, rewatchability, right? But it also from the, excuse me, from the good bad standpoint is, is that it has to in some way be inherently in its in its structure, a, f- a very flawed movie as well. Because other than you know, if it was if it was just all rewatchability and it had all these great aspects, it would just be what we classify as a good good movie. But it has to have some redeeming factors while still being just something that you accept as terribly flawed. Okay, all right, that makes sense. So this is this is the definition of a good bad movie. And and are we doing the bad good movie? Yeah. What I would classify as a bad good movie is like one of those like cheesy Oscar f- films that are like, yeah, like, like the like it's the artist, it. it's the the artist. It's a well done movie from like cinematic storytelling standpoint that I never want to watch again. Bad. Yes, okay. That I, right. I never want to watch it again. Yeah, okay. And then right. and then to further get down into the details, a bad bad movie <laughs> would be a movie that I never want to watch again, <laughs> and and it's not a well done movie. <laughs> Yeah, and then finally, a good good movie is that a movie had has redemptive a lot of things right with it, what very well made, and you want to watch it again and again. Okay, all right. So now the uh, stage is set. So we've we've classic we we've further established which the categories are. Are right. we all in agreement that Starship Troopers, after watching it again, the movie is this a good bad movie? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Before we before we do that, I think we should we go save that through. for the end. Yeah, I think we should save it for the end because the reality is that... All right, podcast over. Great job, everyone. I the prosecution rests. <laughs> <laughs> Did he just rest after his opening statement? <laughs> the greatest podcaster ever. You're the My Cousin Video Podcasters. <laughs> I'm finished with this guy. <laughs> Oh my God. Uh, all I did was some sleep. Uh, <laughs> all right, Chris, you you listed this question. When do we first 
see the film and what significance yes. did it have to us? Yeah, so, I would say we already kind of kind of sneak peek. So I would say Greg should go first on like, his first experience with this. Raying, movie. you would ask. <laughs> so let, let, me, let, let me set the stage on this one. The, the year of our Lord was 1997, which I don't know about you guys, but I don't think I, I think I was nine years old. So uh, the pre AOL era, I don't think I had the Internet at the time. Definitely didn't have HBO because I was scrambling channels trying to watch this movie. <laughs> this was Cinemax After Dark. This was Midnight, me, in the living room, watching the final closing scene of Starship Troopers, which was like Blair Witch Project filmed because anyone who was born like post-2000, cable was not... They'd send you everything and scramble the channels you didn't pay for. So we had HBO that was like secret porn. After midnight, it was just <laughs> not wrong. Scramble like <laughs> Enigma ciphered porn. And if you if you were patient enough, you could decipher it. So I stayed up. See, it's basically like seeing the Matrix before the Matrix. It was. It was <laughs> the Matrix. It was watching this fucking closing scene where the brain bug, spoilers for those who haven't seen it, um, the brain bug stabbing the other pretty boy in the head while uh, Denise Richards fucking watches in horror. <laughs> like, it literally sucks his brain out. Like, and his face like gets more gaunt and shit. Oh, too. yeah. He's zombified. Yeah. That was my first experience with it. And then I it's pretty horrific. remember when I actually like saw it all. But I think we all talked about this. It was a very different experience watching it then because it was a very like action movie for me instead of watching it again. And I was like, there's undertones that I missed. (laughs) There's a lesson here. Oh my God. Uh, Alex, (laughs) when did you first see this movie? Oh, you know, I can't, I can't remember. I will say, um, so, so it came out in 1997, right? Do you guys remember what game came out in 1998? Um, Ocarina uh, of Time? Spe- no, absolutely Specifically not. March of 1998. Halo. In, no. Ooh. Halo was 2001, 2002. Okay. Um, it, like that distracted you? I, like, <clears throat> was it on the computer or was it, it was like on the Monopoly? Computer. It was on the computer. Oh, Tetris, uh, Starcraft. Yeah. yeah, I think I had seen. I probably didn't see uh, Starship Troopers when it first came out. So I think that I saw Starship Troopers after seeing Starcraft, and it kind of like after playing Starcraft. And Starcraft's one of my favorite games of all time, hands down. All time. So yeah, the Hydralisks running at you, just like really, and the and the Zerglings, just really reminiscent of the scenes where they're coming out of the uh, tunnels. So yeah, oh, that's yeah. So that's what I remember. Like that was it was an action movie when I was a kid, you know. Like, <laughs> and to, to yeah. Greg's point, so uh, so yeah, that was the significance for me. Is it was like a movie form of my favorite game. Like, what a great concept that they tapped into <laughs> of just like humans versus aliens. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just yeah. What a unifying force, greater than communism, in fact. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, absolutely. They, they ran out of communists and Nazis as villains, and they're like, "Yeah, we need something to bring the people together." So, so <laughs> yeah. that was a rule in Hollywood for a long time. Like, there are only like three people you can kill on camera: Nazis, Russians, and like, I think it was like aliens or just like monsters or something like that. Oh, Everyone, like, you, 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 you can't kill them, and then like, you know. Then Quentin Tarantino <laughs> got a camera and it was like, I'm going to kill all these motherfuckers. No rules. Because it's fun, If it's not illegal, I'm doing it. <laughs> but that was like the kosher, like how to get like the, the, the uh, like PG funding for it, basically. Yeah. yeah, so how, yeah. yeah. Uh, then the boogeyman chain and it's like, oh yeah, now you kill whoever you want. Zombies got added right. to the list. Anyway, um, I had no idea StarCraft came out at that time. Yeah, that is but, but makes sense. But makes sense for sure. Where like, it, and it kind of like speaks to like how much of a like phenomenon this was that the movie right, was right for young people. So I was probably like eleven, twelve at the okay. period of time when I saw it, and I remember it was a sleepover uh, at Mark Marinacci's house. And I remember watching this, and like exactly what you two said as well. Like to me, when I first watched it, two things I remember distinctly, like thinking in during the movie was that it was just like a cool action movie of like good guys versus bad guys where i was like yep gotta kill the bugs nothing wrong with anything at at, at all that they're (laughs) doing and then the other aspect was which like the basic relationship part where i was like oh it's so nice that they got back together in the end you know like Mm, i remember just being like oh good like yeah that was a healthy relationship because they're both hot (laughs) Rewatching this i hate literally everyone in every relationship like i have so many notes on the relationship end for every single character for Johnny, for Carmen, for Dizzy, for, yeah. for all Sanders, I had was that everyone like a was cliched, doing it wrong. Instead of it being a cliched like relationship, like triangle, it was a diamond because they just kept adding people to it. <laughs> they literally kept adding people. Johnny loves Carmen, but Carmen <laughs> but doesn't like, love Johnny. Okay, so... Dizzy loves Johnny, but it was think... amazing. That was my first experience with the movie. Um, very, very. I get, like just walked away being like oh like cool sci-fi flick this was yeah. also another movie that i caught uh, over the years i watched a lot you guys remember spike it's like spike tv this was like oh yeah 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 this was a common like spike tv like rewatchable one where like you come in and they just started boot camp and you're like all right i'm in yeah like like, yeah. like let's let's watch this out you know <laughs> like that was such a great like you'd come in halfway through and you'd still be able to finish it and you, you don't but you don't have to think a lot about it you know that's like you know there's there's movies that this is a, one of those movies i think that doesn't take themselves too seriously so it's not you know you right can, you can hop that, in and yeah that's a good attribute that, that that should i be put on the board i think where it's like it can be a background movie you don't have to super pay attention to it, it right. it's on tnt it's on spike and you're just like oh okay armageddon's on again like, right, cool. right 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 um well, well, I'm actually going to use that to like kind of like jump to another point I wanted to discuss is is that like was that wrong way to watch that movie though? Because to kind of bring it to a finer point is is that this while like kids loved Starship Troopers and it was like known like it became like a cult classic, like largely this movie was a flop and critically mm-hmm. was not well received. There was a lot of negative publicity because basically every movie critic was like, oh, this is just like glorifying yeah. fascism. 
and there's a lot of huge fascist overtones. Mm. And because no one was paying attention because they're like, this is just a dumb sci-fi movie. Everyone was like, huh, weird. And, and like the the director is uh, a a German or Austrian, I believe, and he's got a he's got a thick accent. So it's like, so no, you know, the lead and and the leads are like iconically like blonde hair, blue eye, you, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, famous yeah. American actors. So it was like, oh my, everyone God. was like. Everyone was like one plus so, one plus one equals three, you know. So maybe maybe we didn't pay close enough attention to the movie back then because like it was a little too subtle with its lesson, and <laughs> that so, was the, that's that led to its detriment. Amazing that there was still like the Nazi like connotation undertones to it. Well, hey, so Highland was in occupied Netherlands. He's Dutch. The, the, so the author of the book. Uh, Starship Troopers, very anti-Nazi. Like he was, yes. he grew up in occupied fucking uh, uh, Netherlands. Wait, and so... like it's it's unsure. He's written one other like satirical book about like mm-hmm. you know um, you know talking shit to power, but like Starship Troopers was very vague in the book that he wrote, so no one really knew. The movie is very clearly satirical. Um, it's it's anti-fascist like it's very satirical making fun of a fascist regime ruling earth and being like oh look another planet with life let's fucking bomb the shit out of it <laughs> like it's an ugly planet a bug like, planet yeah exactly <laughs> like i love the like fox news segments that they have which is just like propaganda yeah would you like to know more but at the time it was pretty much like straightforward, like, oh no, this is celebrating. Okay, like... so all right, so the point that you're you're making, Chris, is that it was like too early or something. <laughs> like it was too no, recent. I just and think the... like Honestly, society is too dumb. Like oh, I think. Oh, okay. So kill the bugs. The bugs are the enemy, and it's like, what yeah. else is going on here? Because they do a new segment <laughs> on like a man was arrested for murder at 6 a.m. and is sentenced <laughs> to death at 6 p.m. Yeah, it right. will be televised. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's another like, one. What in the Fox News propaganda infomercial bullshit is this? Yes. I think that's, it's, it's sad, but I think that's why it was missed. Where, like, the director's right. point, and he said this well, later, because, he, you know, obviously the movie came under a lot of criticism. Um, and, and he was like, well, look, I wasn't trying to make, like, a like a uh, like ad campaign for, for like fascist regimes. Yeah, it you know we're trying to tell a story about you know good guys facing bad guys, and then behind that story is a more important lesson on like how how easily like you as America could become a fascist regime. He was like right. it was supposed to be subtle enough where you you believe it and like it was kind of it to me like back then in the interview he was kind of being like yeah americans were just too dumb to get the lesson <laughs> yep because like because yeah, he brought up tracks. at the time he brought up he brought up at the time he was like you know i was while we were writing the the script he's like you know there were a series of executions going on in texas under i, I think the governor then was was bush before he became president and he was like you know we want it like that i wanted to tell a story where you could kind of like it was a reflection like a not too distant reflection of america and like a scathing 
indictment on like our ability to like like way to miss the point uh, <laughs> again also, like, and again and again again and again and also no we're like no no it's like, fascist woof. and he's like no it's not it's you guys <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the point oh my that's God. outrageous like, we would never but, as we're like three movies away from idiocracy becoming a documentary right <laughs> exactly like that was one of the things i had that like aged the best from this movie is is like he kind of nailed america <laughs> in 1997 yeah. where he was like i want to do this subtle thing and like like even the <laughs> even the way news is framed where it's like clickbait like that yeah, was, yeah yeah like the fact that so, he could see that in that was before yeah. we even consumed news through the internet right exactly right. like which is exactly amazing. wow what a shot like in 97 like, i would be amazed if like if all three of us had like dial-up internet in 97 i think you were rich as shit if you had dial-up internet in 97 no 100 you were crazy rich if you had unscrambled hbo which <laughs> i did not <laughs> that was like we you had the like whole a movie fi- we had a <laughs> compact Rosario, which was a word processor, which was a fancy fucking typewriter for our first computer. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. I remember it vividly. Like this is, yeah, yeah. And to predict that shit is fucking wild in '97. That is, that's true. I, that's bananas. I didn't even and by think the way, about the this, clickbait thing. And that's so director, fucking true. This director did RoboCop, which is. Also yep. a good bad contender. <laughs> that is <laughs> talking about talking about with commentaries on the dangers of authoritarian yep. government's use and of police I'm a, force. I'm a love with you. I have not watched the OG Robocop in a long time. <laughs> right. But now that we're like talking about this director, we're like, oh wow, Sasha Troopers wasn't really just about crushing bugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> now right. I'm like look at- Wow, was Robocop trying to say something else? The next question that I had, or the next one that I want to point that I want to talk about was like our favorite quotes. And and this, I'm just going to give my quote now because it feeds perfectly from that. So there's, you know, bef- when he's still in school, when they're still in school and yeah. uh, Raschak is actually their teacher, right? He says, violence, the supreme authority from which all other authority derives. And I was just <laughs> like, holy shit you know like it's just... so that's a big theme for it man like, right and and it's like you he know he was basically the best character in the 100 yeah absolutely was absolutely was so yeah. then i was just like i was thinking about the whole fascist thing and how obviously like you know you, you look at the the supreme fascist leaders in our present and past and they're they're not a, you know that's the key it's just like power and power well it's, it, it's a great question of like where does violence does violence have a place to exist in our society? And like, there's a commentary for it in Starship Troopers where it's just like, yeah, no, violence solves all the problems or is it causing more problems? Like, <laughs> yeah, this is such a fucking quotable movie. Like, it's such a quotable movie. There's, like, you know, Zim stabbing a guy. He's like, if you disable his hand, he cannot fire a missile. Like, <laughs> and there's just so much shit in here. We're like, I got one rule. Everybody fights. Nobody quits. Like, <laughs> fucking... Don't do okay, your but, job. I'll kill you myself. Yeah. So, so, so we had a really good one about, like, violence in any place yeah. in society. But, yeah. like... It was a great well, quote. Uh, what was, it's Michael Irons? Is that the... Michael Ironside. Ironside. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Man, he had, a, like, all the, good, all, all the good quotes as, as Professor Ratchak. Like, yeah, yeah. I think he had one about, like... Um, 
Rico comes up to him like after prom where they were playing murder ball and he's like, yeah, my girlfriend saw me like murder her fucking like fantasy. And so that was awesome. Yeah. What should I do with my life? And he's like, figuring things out for yourself is the only freedom any of us have. Yeah. Figure your right. own shit out. And he walks away, like just drops the mic like a badass. That, and he walks away. I had that on my list too. Yeah. It's such yeah, a great make 100%. up your own mind, Rico. That was such Which a is great like, line. In this very fascist, like, you're not a citizen, you're a civilian, like, very, like, you don't get to vote, you don't get a birthing license, you don't get a marriage license unless you pass a test, which, like, we joke about that all the time, where it's like, man, idiocracy, like, you should have to pass a test to have kids or, like, vote. Maybe there's (laughs) merits to it, but also, like, that's the reality of it, where, like, not everyone will have those rights and it was very like interesting thing where it was coming from him to say like the only real freedom you have is to like choose wrongly for yourself if you want to yeah and that's you know one thing i found really interesting about him was the fact that uh he kind of had these duality moments throughout the whole movie right like he he has this character where he's this really staunch kind of badass like you know don't do your job or i'll kill you myself sort of thing and then that scene where he like shoots the guy before he's actually dead and he's like it's a mercy kill you know so he's like this really tough kind of stern but then he also has those moments like you know when he walks in on diz and rico and he's like make it 20 you know (laughs) oh my god yeah yeah yeah, they're in 10 minutes ready to go he's like flores or he tells (laughs) or right before that where he's like don't you know don't let a good thing like right by yes right like amazing references he he did play like this like philosophical warrior right you know right it was yeah he was he was definitely like Uh, the the like fan favorite character chris let's hear your quotes i had the uh i have one rule everybody fights no one quits yeah 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 yeah. uh this is a repeatable line that i thought was just funny that i think i've said before without even thinking (laughs) it's from this movie uh come on you apes you want to live forever (laughs) oh (laughs) my god it's such a it's such a good one of my other favorite quotes was the only good bug is a dead bug yeah, <laughs> which is just yeah. an amazing scene because it's a, a dog that's been crushed <laughs> and it pans <laughs> away and this, this man is just, so campy just, oh my god it's so campy again like the, the whole propaganda thing where it's just like a dead dog he's just like standing over a dead dog it zooms in and then quickly <laughs> zooms out to this guy's face and he's like this is like good bug is a dead bug this is like hunger games when they start filming the propaganda <laughs> where they're yeah. like we need yes. you to like look sadder be be like more devastated by like the atrocities and it's like what the fuck is happening yeah there was oh. also speaking of the bug quotes there was also a great one when it was like this uh one of their mockumentary style scenes or whatever whatever you want to <laughs> call it but they were like filming a um talk show or something like that oh yes right <laughs> and the guy was like what the fuck did he say? It was something about, um, yeah, he's like, frankly, I find the idea of a bug that thinks offensive. You know? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh such a God, good one. Perfect. <laughs> that fucking that so And he's <laughs> such like a Pee Wee Herman human. Who yeah, yeah. Like, frankly, my dear, I yeah. find the bug who thinks offensive. offensive. <laughs> yeah, that fucking killed me. I was dying when I saw that. Like, watch it so differently as a kid. And yeah, like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. I, I, I love revisiting this crap. Okay, so um, so back to the best actor thing then. So are we are we going with Razjack, Michael Ironside? Um, great question. Or, 
it's him or Zim to me. I I think it's Ironside. It's probably Ironside because Ironside. <clears throat> he had the better. Character. Yeah, Zim was. He had the better character, and Zim was full Zim metal was jacket. Funnier to me. Yeah, yeah, Zim was funnier to me, um, and had some of my favorite like physical comedy. Yeah, <laughs> but but Ironside his hand. <laughs> yeah, with the, oh. Please place your hand against that wall. <laughs> Just... Use yeah. the sh- absolute hell out of those cadets. Like, yeah. I love like, my who favorite. Things they can Medic. take me down breaks a guy's fucking arm in yeah. five places. Yeah. Medic! Medic! That's, that might be my favorite quote. Medic! <laughs> <laughs> That's oh a great one. Because it's like a novelty at first where like serious injuries are inflicted and they just throw you in a back to tank and you're like, all right, yeah. you'll be fine in a week. <laughs> And then oh Rico God. blows some dude's head off, and they're like, Medic! And they're like, I think that's well past medic abilities here. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. So, but, so I would say, in terms of the best actor, and I would say it's Ironside, and, and like further on that is it, he, his character has to carry so many different things in that he, he lays like the intellectual yeah. side of things out. Oh, yeah. To help, to help like, ground everything yeah and then he also when it's the the action scenes he's also the like person who gets you fired up before the scenes right he's right. you know he's such a badass and everything like that that you're you're like you know he riles you up at the same time within the same movie so yeah it's it's ironside for and sure. he ends up closing a lot of the scenes too you know like at the, yeah at the the scene when they're coming back from their first big victory and make it 20 minutes and, yeah yeah but, but <laughs> even before then he he like chris brought up like don't let a good thing get away and so all these transition points yeah. where they're going he's like yeah you know they get back it's in the battle and, and iron yeah for sure yeah i'm so, gonna change my vote to uh hank from breaking bad because he was the yes officer who was like kicking about, rico about, out and yeah. i was like how about, yeah, that was pretty solid that was a pretty solid cameo yeah how about blanche from pretty- golden girls greg who is she she's the biology teacher you didn't catch that? Oh my god, I did oh, not. Wow. She had the goggles yeah. on. Yeah, that's Blanche. Blanche from Golden Girls. That's wow. the that's the cameo. That was my favorite cameo how they of the movie. All of these like war veteran disabled people into like regular roles. Like uh Ironside was the professor who didn't have an arm. Right. The right. recruiter was the guy who didn't have legs or a hand and was like the Marines yep. made me what I am today. And <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Wheels off to the side and he's like He's a he's a I I don't, not quadriplegic but like missing three limbs. Yeah. Um. We well, you know it's and interesting. Like, and and Blanche had like the big goggles on, which is like implied chemical burns, I think, for her vision. But um. Well, like I, I, one of the things I had was like the worst quote, which was on like the, damn it. I the, thought the we part to something good. No, no, is that like it, I, it, it, like this was like one of the things that highlights yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the the you know military like almost religious aspect of that where like when rico's giving the eulogy at for for dizzy and like it's like dizzy was my friend she was a soldier but most important she was a citizen of the federation where it's like (laughs) wow you know like that was like i forget that yeah yeah honestly i want to say that hit me differently too because i was like that was a good quote 
there's another yeah, that's a fascist yeah it's <laughs> like honestly i'm gets me literally gonna go no but i'll like, do anything the, to be a citizen no, <laughs> like in the context of that story like we all would have gotten wrapped up in like citizen like if we were in that world i think we would have gotten wrapped up in that and we like to think that we wouldn't have and we would have been like oh no the I voice of reason and all of it but like yeah, if you say, oh, there's a golden ring there, I'm like, I'm going to fucking get that golden ring. Like, yeah, I, yeah, obviously I want that. There's another uh, quote, too, that that uh, is that along is those quote, lines yeah. is when they're so you remember when they get in, they rescue Carmen uh, from the brain eating bug, whatever they call. I forget what they call those bugs, the brain bug or whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, they're like getting ready to flee and Watkins gets injured. And so he's got. Like they're they have that nuclear warhead and that's what they're using that they're shooting that's off right. basically yeah. like yeah you know, like oh my god they have fucking anyway, RPG so, nukes yeah yeah oh so he's like so Watkins is trying to be a nuke. hero and he's like no I just want to kill some bugs I'm trying to kill some bugs sir and it's like wow. it's like I'm not trying to save you I'm trying to you know do my military duty you know so I thought that one stuck out to me you know I mean they just hit it I think like they really really well, they went like how ridiculous. Jacket. they went you know like military movie they went good action movie right. and they had like a good social commentary like it hits all of the markers man right, like right. it right. and it resonated yeah. with us because we were young men um came out when we were like pre-teens we like came of age when it was like always on tnt or spike right like it fucking resonated like yeah. it, it, it yeah, just yeah. sick me too, man. Like all that shit, like through the boot camp and like Rico getting kicked out and getting whipped and failing his team and then wanting to come back and like that was my favorite. So like to to kind of segue into the mm. one of the the best scene. That yeah. was my like favorite. My favorite scene was boot camp. Like I loved the all in like whether it was a five minute scene or a ten minute scene, whatever. But like boot camp was like my favorite like aspect of it like that was like i think that some of the like best comedy like my like like zim was just hysterical to me the whole time (laughs) especially especially, (laughs) you remember the very beginning of boot camp where like they're all lined up and zim's like doing the like the drill sergeant stuff Mm -hmm. and and kitten who's the journalist uh can't stop giggling can't stop giggling so he makes him run. He's like, go run. And the guy starts to move. And he goes, and then he goes to one of the other drill instructors who was walking past. Yes. And he's like, Higgins, keep pace. And he's like, he, and he whips up the baton. Yeah. He really takes up a hit stick. And just starts chasing him down. He's like, Higgins. Keep pace, and he just immediately turns <laughs> on his heel, takes it, and yeah. starts beating him. Like, that was that yeah. was beautiful. Like that's that, that subtle. Like that's fucker. a that's yeah. a background shot of that scene. That's the director taking time to be like, "This is hysterical." Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. That's amazing. Uh, like the guy who, like Higgins or whatever, the guy who was the drill instructor, he puts so much effort into that <laughs> one little scene where he just turns and just starts beating the hell out of the guy. Never to be seen again. Higgins, keep pace. And Man. he's just like, oh, two, that, two. That's a soft spot in my heart for always like the boot camp scenes of like yeah. band of brothers when they're like going through basic training and shit where I'm just like, that is a 
they're all going through shared trauma and yeah, they're bonding right. over they're, they're yeah. trauma bonding I a little, little fucking, too close like, to home <laughs> yeah oh it was absolutely too close to home and i'm just like i will never not love that and yeah. it's a psychological yeah. glitch in our lizard brains but like <laughs> what uh alex what's your favorite scene i mean i think i, I don't know there were a lot that kind of stuck out to me i think honestly i think what i liked most about the way that they filmed the movie was those kind of like cut scenes with either the commercials or the clickbait stuff like this those are the things that really hit me every time because it was you were right like you know the kid like, like you know i'm doing my part you know like just everything about it the scene with the, the talk they're amazing like it was kind of yeah. revolutionary for that for film well so that's to do that and that's you know it, it was funny because you know, The Office actually didn't come out too long after this movie. No. Yeah, it's, it actually started... Like Michael Scott, The Office? Yeah, yeah well, the, the British version released, okay, I think, right. in 2001, and they did, like, of course, a, Alex a few seasons. British version. Well, I'm just saying... Because <laughs> he's this, better than us. You think you're yeah. better than me? <laughs> what I'm saying is this idea of kind of, like, mockumentary-style filming was, to me, I, I don't think I'd ever seen it done before or know of it being done before this and then all of a sudden like office brit uh uk comes out and then the office here comes out and parks and rec right. and all those other shows that were really satire right like you gotta that's be what wrong. It was. I'm, I'm looking this up right now so you gotta be wrong i don't know man greg so you're going with your favorite scene was what the news the like the news like mockumentary thing <laughs> that's mine okay i don't greg, know what's about... your favorite what yeah. was your favorite scene it's hard to take away because uh, you watching it now it's like it's more of a like serious commentary watching it then it was like what were the cool action scenes right where they fight the giant like lava shooting bug amazing um that's true that is true tank bug my favorite fucking scene you can say the shower scene. shit man it's fine <laughs> i'm you know what i'm gonna say the shower scene. <laughs> honestly on Honestly, because on. <laughs> so iconic right. because what a movie ahead of its time with gender equality right like, right there was no sexual right up there just like shower we there, there was definitely Dizzy. sexual tension one of the Honorable things i wanted mentions. to talk about uh well yeah i want to talk about denise Honorable richards mentions. being like i'm not wearing underwear oh god that <laughs> all, might all, be right, all right Greg. <laughs> somebody get this man that was even in the movie <laughs> It's just oh Greg as Denise Richards <laughs> saying something that's not in the movie. <laughs> and then Casper Van Dien comes up from behind and it's just like, Greg's, like Greg's just adding in like his own Is Greg scenes? writing his own fan fiction? So What's to be fair, to be like, fair, and then Denise I Richards had to goes, Google oh, I was like, and I came up with not... a lot of sequels. And one of them was on Pornhub, <laughs> and I think I watched one of the fucking movies. <laughs> That and wasn't a scene. Like, oh my it's not God, in the movie. <laughs> I'm fucking What's dying. your favorite quote, Greg? I might watch a different movie. Denise Richards. Oh my God. We're uh, completely off the rails at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first and last podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, fun, uh, fun fact. The guy who plays Xander... He actually played football Ooh. for uh, at USC. He won he won two Rose Bowls with uh with USC. Oh shit! In college. So he like plays like he played like real football. Like he was 
Um, Patrick Muldoon. He was, like, he was he was like legitimately good. Yeah, that's amazing. So one of the things I did find interesting for the role of Johnny Rico, uh, Mark Wahlberg and and Matt Damon oh. both both auditioned for the role. No way. Oh Matt, Matt Damon turned it down because he was he had like a scheduling conflict. I think he was doing like Basketball Diaries or whatever. Um, and then Wahlberg uh, auditioned for it, but didn't get it. And they picked they went with Casper because he you know had that classic Aryan look, and obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. they were going for that that overtone. Yeah, <laughs> but wow. can you imagine like Marky Mark? I honestly think it, that would change I, the movie for me. Yeah, yeah, like I honestly think like they'd kind of like take it out where it's like no, this like I almost feel like they be they would make it where the movie is taking itself to like it start is taking itself seriously, which would turn what? it into yeah. a bad movie. Was yeah. Wahlberg and Damon, or uh, it it was Matt Damon and Wahlberg? Yeah, were they like serious Famous actors then? at that point? It was ninety seven. Yes. Um, yes. Was Goodwill Hunting out? Um, the fuck Goodwill Hunting, Wahlberg, I think, then? was ninety nine. Okay. Honestly, it would change the movie for me if that, like, that was a breakout role for them. I don't. Yeah, so he Casper was. Van he Dien, was doing. What else was he in? So, dude, ninety seven. He was in like Shark to Puss and Whale Wolf. Yeah, like he's he is basically not... a lifelong <laughs> terrible actor, like a <laughs> yeah. terrible movie actor. Like because yeah. he's pretty, I see him as a, a Borg. <laughs> Which looks like from Star Trek. He's got like the thing on. I'm yeah. IMDBing him right now because I'm like. So so Damon did the Rainmaker in '97, and uh, School okay. Ties was actually '92. So he'd been he'd been Rainmaker. pretty pretty big where he plays a like a small time lawyer. Um, oh, I love that. He did. Oh my God, he did Rounders in '98. Um, Rainmaker was awesome, dude. So, so Damon's um, Damon's been acting for oh, had been acting for several years before, before uh, Starship. He wasn't too big to not be in it, but if he was in it, he would have been an actual star in the movie. They probably didn't have the budget because, because it was a fucking stupid ass movie. Yeah, none the of these characters have really had insane careers. I mean, like, I you know, this is also going to be one of my fun facts. Like, you shut up, Brown, Patrick Harris. Well, yeah, Neil Patrick Harris, okay, but like Clancy Brown, Denise Richards, his his like most that I could see was Mr. Krabs for twenty four years. Like, right. this guy has been, has been Mr. Just Krabs. Blew my mind that the fucking years. villain from Highlander was Mr. Krabs and Shawshank. Like, the got the prison guard from Shawshank is Mr. Yeah. Krabs. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. I love him. Yeah. He didn't. T- he's never taken himself too seriously. Despite being and a Michael Ironside, actor. even like not a crazy career, I don't think. I mean, right. there wasn't a right, you know. So it's I love that both of them do like a lot of voice work. Right, he, he was did, the Splinter uh, Cell guy. Right, Sam Fisher for Splinter Cell. Yeah, yeah. he was a, he was Dark Side and Harley Quinn. He was in Barry. Yeah, I'm like oh right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Lots of like, voice acting. I loved. I love the voice acting chicks. I'm like, oh, that's in my subconscious. I'm not gonna pay attention to that. And then, yeah. like, this conversation happens, and I'm like, oh my god, that was you. <laughs> yeah. The only other thing, the only other thing I, I, uh, I had was just like, uh, like a picking nit thing where the scene where the asteroid hits Buenos Aires and like wipes out their hometown, right? Yeah. 
the idea on that happening is, is that they weren't able to be warned. They couldn't destroy the asteroid on its way because nobody warned them it was coming. Right. Um, because the communications got knocked off on the ship, right? Right. So did did Denise Richards and that dude just blatantly like flirting instead of being on watch? <laughs> so because because yes! I like she's not looking at the console. She's not looking at the console. Okay. So she's like looking at this guy's eyes and everything like that and like flirting with him. And then she looks back and starts doing her job again. Yeah. And looks back and is like, oh shoot, this asteroid (laughs) is coming right at us. And then so wait, the point of it all is all right, go ahead, (laughs) Summer. And then like I actually oh, wrote God. this down too because that scene totally fucking killed Y'all me. They knock out the whole communications tower from the ship. A ton of people die on that <laughs> ship, and the captain and is like, like, "Thank God I have a good pilot crew." <laughs> <laughs> Later in the movie, when she's like, "I just can't think of home," I'm like, "Yeah, because you murdered everyone. <laughs> everybody's dead. You were everybody's dead because you're a flirt. You you're a flirt." And then also how, like, along those lines, like, Diz's whole family is wiped out, too, because obviously they're all from there, right? And, like, Diz isn't even given a minute of time, like, as a character to grieve. Like, she's too busy taking care of Rico, right? It's all Johnny's sad (laughs) because his rich parents were on a cruise. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Dude, oh that God. I was just like, "Are you fucking Everyone kidding me?" Everyone died. Yeah, that and whole. And we don't scene. give a fuck about that. Yeah, that whole scene is just like, "What the fuck is happening?" I want to go back to what Greg just said because I because like I genuinely believe that Greg is just inventing parts of the movie where he's like, <laughs> "His parents died on a cruise." No, they didn't. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> I love this kid being like belief that Greg watched a different movie, guys. <laughs> this went this went from a to review fair, to a fan fiction podcast. It was on just... Pornhub. So I didn't want to spend <laughs> too much money. God, they were on a cruise ship and they get they get stranded at sea. I'm like, what movie are you watching, Greg? They're lost. Greg is that guy. Greg is that guy who. Greg is that guy. Remember, like everyone, like you had summer reading, and day one you're supposed to talk about the book, and Greg. Did no such thing. And it's just talking. I watched a bunch of Batlock in the summer. And he gets up and gives like a half an hour speech about the moral quandary (laughs) behind the main character in the book. (laughs) Like, you're really bad in the bottom. But you did just like to kill a mockingbird is like about like bird watching between a father and son. (laughs) And they're like, is he doing Endgame? Like, <laughs> I think this is Avengers Endgame. Like, this is not. Oh my god, Greg. Oh my god. <laughs> we cannot do the podcast again when Greg is on edibles. Yeah. We cannot. Yeah. Oh, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Review. So, okay. Good, bad movie. Greg? Oh, this might be a good, good movie. No, you're wrong. I might have upgraded it to good good. Terrible take. Terrible take. <laughs> actually, actually, I'm I'm kind of inclined to agree with you. No. Yeah. You're both wrong. Honestly, man, You're both this wrong. was my quintessential good bad movie for like defining it to people. When whenever we talk about it, this was my go-to Starship Troopers good bad movie. 
upon rewatch and like doing a dig dive into like analysis and like the author, I haven't read the book, but like it kind of shifted my opinion to this yeah. might just be a good, good movie. I mean, honestly, no. I came in here thinking there's after layers, this conversation. Dude. It was going to be a, a good, bad movie. Yeah. And then actually after talking about it, I genuinely think it's a good, good movie. It and that, I, that changed I gave because of this conversation. If it's a good, bad movie, I'll give it an A+. So if it's a why... good, good movie, I'll give it a solid B. B. Well, let's, 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 let's okay. hear Chris. Okay. Let's hear Chris. I, I have to ground us again. Because like, I get that we just went on to like for an hour about things we loved about the movie. Absolutely but, like, not. Taking a step back. <laughs> Okay, again, the criteria. <laughs> wait, of wait, no, no, movie. you're right. You're right. You don't even have to say it. Shut up. <laughs> it's a good bad so movie. If, you were, if I'm ever <laughs> so on like, so he better not be on the fucking jury. Sobe bailed on your point so fast. You are the worst friend. So if I ever need a character with this, you are not I the even, person. I haven't even started yet. I was just like, I dig it back. Greg, oh, no, nope, Chris, you absolutely you, have a point. Greg is guilty. Enough, like, I haven't <laughs> even made my point yet. And I was just like, I'm out. Greg, I'm out. It's unquestionably <laughs> a good, bad movie. It's, it's, it's I would put movie. my, I would put my, if we're, if we're betting, if we're throwing coins in the ring, I'm doing good, good. No. Yeah, no, good, I'm good B movie. As soon as Chris We're... said, "Let's take a step back," I realized what I'd done. I'm sorry. Like, you, it's a good bad movie. Spineless <laughs> jellyfish. I'm gonna fucking Greg, cut all right. you again. So the criteria for a good, a good, good movie is that it's a rewatchable movie that has all these mm-hmm. redeeming factors, mm-hmm. and it's a well-made movie. Okay, mm. this, <laughs> this has great aspects to it where like. There's great commentary and satire and like all these things. That is fun. And it, and it's a fun sci-fi <sighs> flick. So that it's rewatchable. The acting is terrible. The, the <laughs> it's, it's it's filmed in a way that's like purposefully bad in like that mockumentary style. The writing, the writing but is it's terrible. Like pioneering mockumentary. Yes. It's mockumentary before mockumentary. Sure. Yeah. But that doesn't make it. A well-made. That's what I am. Is the one-legged man with one arm, and like I'm just holding the line. Greg, you can literally see people in the scene where 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 their rocks are falling down on them from the canyon, (laughs) and like they're looking around. You can see a hand throw one of the stones. No, you can't. No, I'm watching this. It's oh my minutes. god, that's amazing. All right, it's I can't, not a good, I can't good movie. Those. It's not a well-made movie. It's a good, <laughs> bad movie. It's fun and it's got a good message. Don't be a bad. Okay, all right, but so, it is so, not a good, good movie. So you're right. It was the drugs talking. It's a good, bad movie. It's, <laughs> it's not good. a good. You both good. got so hyped up so fast. You, can you were see like, a, you were yeah. like, we talked us about to be crazy right now, like, but it's so. Uh, good man yeah. it's a good good medium sober right now who's like oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> oh my god That's, uh, yeah thank you for that stay chris. on target stay on target boys <laughs> yeah, thank you for that no shut up chris oh like let god. me have let people no, enjoy things not. i didn't even allow that for a second i wasn't even like hmm, go on i was just like wrong you're wrong you're so wrong <laughs> fucking idiots <laughs> Oh my god. All right boys. Well, that's I think that's a wrap. Once somebody
he asked me if I knew the difference between a citizen and a civilian. Courage. A citizen has the courage to make the safety of the human race their personal responsibility. Johnny, I'm sorry I had to be your unit on P. I'm sorry, I'm sorry I had to be your unit on P. You knew and you sent them anyway? Well, too bad. We're in this for the species, boys and girls. It's simple numbers. They have more. That's what the mobile infantry's good for. Until I get killed, until I get killed, until I get killed, or you find someone better. I'll take it.